welcome to episode 7 of Metal Marmite. I'm going to say 7 because this is the 7th band we have covered. Although the Ozzel's Spawn was two parts. It's actually I'll, episode 8, but yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it as episode 7. It doesn't say episode 7, 8 or whatever episode it is on any of our podcast channels. That it does not. So, this is episode 7. <laughs> okay. So, uh, last time out we covered uh, Motorhead. Yes, we did, yes. Motorhead, who were a very grimy, gritty band, rock band. Yeah. And now we go to covering another kind of grimy, gritty band. Not how I would describe them, but go ahead. Okay, well, we'll get onto that in a minute. Anyway, um, before I start talking about this band that we're going to talk about today, uh, I just brought this up on the last show. But um, we did mention on the Ozzy Osbourne episode that he was the first inductee into the Birmingham Walker Stars. Yes, yes, we did, yes. And we had a good laugh about that. Yeah, we did. And uh, <laughs> since then, I've actually been to Birmingham. Um, Have you? Yeah, I went to Birmingham in March. That's, that's a long time ago now. To see... Uh, oh, God. I did. Don't know. Yeah, I went to Birmingham in March, which shows how long how much you're paying attention. Yeah, I don't. Uh, really I did look for the Aussie Osborne star, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Unfortunately, they removed it. I found um, Jeff Lynn, and I found the 1982 Aston Villa football team, but I couldn't find anything else. Did you go to see the ball? Yeah, of course I went to see. Everyone goes to see the ball, don't they? In um, that's called Aussie, in, in right? Birmingham, it's. I don't know, is it called The ball's called Aussie. Oh, I've, I've just called a ball. Uh, this, um, I used to live in Birmingham years ago, so um, it's the first time I've been back there since, so about 15 years. Since I left university, so yeah, it was cool to go there and explore again and see uh, Lamb of God live, and also got to see the Black Sabbath Bridge, which wasn't there last time I went there. Man, they really love... Aussie and Black Sabbath, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, Bloody hell. The Black Sabbath Bridge by the canals there. Uh, Rename the whole place well, Black Sabbath. It's pretty cool, yeah. Um, speaking of Black Sabbath, they've started the Black Sabbath Ballet they in the have, last couple of weeks. Yes, yes they have. Well. So uh, it's really happening now in Birmingham. Black Sabbath. That's on tour now, though. That is on tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you buy tickets for that if you're interested in Black Sabbath and interested in ballet. Yeah. Interesting combination. I've been told it's a very interesting combination, so... I wouldn't say no. To, yeah, oh, to I, you know, in fact, you know, there, there, there may be plans afoot come the future. Ah, okay, interesting, interesting. We have discussed this before, but for the the uh, viewers, I'll just say interesting, you can just seem to make it... You know, seem interesting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm going to put a little disclaimer on this episode. Uh, there's going to be a lot of... <laughs> anti-Christian talk <laughs> and a lot of rudeness in, especially in the lyric reading so um, Austrian fans who are of a Catholic persuasion uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you may want to skip this episode yeah <laughs> possibly I'm, I'm just saying you know if you're a younger viewer there's a lot of swearing going on in this episode and a lot of blasphemy <gasps> shock horror but uh, yeah, anyway, episode seven, Venom. Venom. I got to adrenaline, Venom. I'm going to get my Venom. Terrible song. But thanks for doing that, because... Yeah. <laughs> Eminem. We've, uh, we're going to be coming... Uh, no, we're not calling Eminem. 
So Venom first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, 252 <laughs> comic. Stole my joke. <laughs> May of 1984, same year I was born. Oh, you bastard. Uh, no, we're not talking about... Um, Stole my joke. Uh, did I? I yeah. We're not talking about the um, Spider-Man villain, Venom. <laughs> we're talking about the band. And now you make your joke. No, it's too late. It's uh, too late now, okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think the first thing you think of when you hear the word venom. Well, you could speak, I guess you could, first thing you think of would be snakes or venom, spiders. Venom, the, yeah, the venom of a snake or a spider. Yeah, definitely that probably be that. Nah. That or the the, the Spider Man villain. The Spider Man villain. If you're a nerd. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, we we can't attack metal fans, but we can attack fucking yeah, comic book fans. If you read fans, comics, yeah? mate, you're a nerd. Sorry. Wow. Obviously, I do not mean that at all. Shame on you, Tom. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. Anyway, now that the uh, Spider-Man references are out of the way, we can get on with the the band Venom. Um, Richard. Hmm. Before we go into the songs and all this. All the history and everything. That what is your history with the band Venom? Well, Tom, uh, when you mentioned Venom, the first thing I thought of was the Spider-Man Venom, <laughs> and yeah. that was my joke. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, genuinely, it was because uh, it's my favourite Spider-Man villain. Um, I had never, ever heard of this band before in my life. I have no history with them whatsoever. I figured that was sure be your answer. Um, yep, and I'm not surprised. Uh, I don't blame you either. For that, because um, you know, as we'll go into in my description, my particular history of the band, uh, it's not a band that you're going to see on TV a lot, or it's, well, certainly wasn't when I got to Mel. You didn't see their videos on TV. Similar situation to Judas Priest, sort of. Yeah, you didn't see them on TV. You didn't hear them on the radio. The only way you heard of them was like people in magazines talking about what an influence they were over metal and all this and that. Yeah, that's basically the only reason I knew them, through people talking about them in magazines, and then, you know, you get streaming, as we've said before, you can check out more stuff. So they're not really a band that's, you know, in the public eye, as much as somebody like I made on Metallica, or um, Sabbath. They're not one of the, the Holy Trinity, or, or a uh, one of the pillars, are they? No, um, they're very much like a, a cult band, but as we'll get into, you know, they're a band that's very important in terms of, excuse me, in terms of the history of heavy metal and getting metal onto the more extreme side of uh, of the genre. You know, taking what Motorhead did, which is, you know, loud and heavy rock and roll, and then putting more, getting more evil slant to it. Okay. Um, slightly more heavy, you can disagree with that. Um, yeah, slightly more heavier, and they're, the things they're talking about in their songs as well, I think more than the music, I guess, would be more of an influence on later bands as we go along. Okay. Um, anyway, so going into the, my favourite part, the history of the band, uh, they were formed in Newcastle upon Tyne, way a... Fog and the Tyne, then. Fog and the Tyne is all mine, all mine. They were formed by Paul Gascoigne, Peter Beardsley, Jimmy Howe, no, they were not, of course they were not, Chris Waddle... And the deck. Uh, yeah, all the all the guys, all the guys from Newcastle. Uh, yeah, no, of course they weren't. No. 
but they were formed in Newcastle upon Tyne in 1978. Um, they were also known uh, <clears throat> before they started. Before they started, they were known as Guillotine. Okay. And uh, Dwarf Star. Do you like those two names? Dwarf Star, I like. Guillotine sounds a little bit generic. Yeah, but then. So does Venom as well, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're both decent names. Dwarf Star sounds a bit stupid. I think if you're like a, like a fantastical band sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, like I think of Glam Rock. Corner Dwarf, dwarf or something Star. like that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like shiny spacesuits and, and headbands and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power metal or something like that. It works. You know, you could talk about like sorcery and wizards and all this yeah. stuff. And you play your band Dwarf Star. Yeah, that kind of kind of works really. Like Iron Maiden, I could have been yeah. seen being called Dwarf that's, Star. That's, that's a good, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so those were the bands before they ended up settling. Those are the names before they ended up settling on Venom, which I think was probably probably the right choice. I, I mean, I get it's a yeah it's a catchy enough name. Really. I mean, I still think it's kind of generic. I mean, but maybe not as generic as like Evil or something like that, or mm. like Pain. Bear in mind, this they called their band Venom before the comic. Yeah. So this is the original, not the. Comic. Well, I mean, it's not because like the original Venom is like from an animal, so like so that's that's the original. Why? No, Venom existed they before snakes. Vented the word Venom, and then people went, "That'd be really good for that shit that snakes pump into you, wouldn't it?" Let's <laughs> call it that. Because we're yeah, calling it poison, and that doesn't make any yeah, sense. That's totally what Eminem is singing about in that song as well. The, that Snake. awful, terrible song. Venom. 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 Anyway, moving on from Eminem. He seems to second time worm his up, way so. into this conversation again. Um, so the main influences, um, obviously you would expect the earlier heavy metal bands, you know, like Sarah and Judas Priest, and obviously Motorhead as well, if you consider like the the dirtiness of the sound that they're doing here. And let me guess, the Beatles? No. Wow. I have not written down the Beatles, unfortunately, okay. Richard. Wow. Um, That's the end of the streak. Y- yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, so, we're going to talk about, I'll talk about another two bands who are kind of, like, big influences as well. Six Pistols, obviously, um, in terms of, like, the more punkier sound of this band. And in terms of the the fuck you lyrics, so they came around after the Sex Pistols. Yeah, Sex oh, Pistols okay. were late seventies. What year did they form? Who? Venom. Seventy eight. So, so around been, about the same time. Yeah, yeah I mean, Never Mind the Box was out seventy seven, I think. So yeah, they would have been a big influence around that time. Just watching them and watching the image and what they were talking about in their songs, and yeah, massive influence on the band. And also in terms of like the shock factor of um, their image and stuff like that. Uh, Kiss were pretty big. Yeah, influence. I could see that, yeah. Because Kiss were like pretty much the... Minus the makeup and stuff. I'm yeah, guessing, Kiss yeah. were pretty much the original like shock rock kind of... Uh, Alice Cooper as well, you could say. As well. Yeah, yeah, um, okay, yeah, I can see all that. But Kiss yeah. are obviously massive in terms of their look and the yeah. makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, the band would become known for the satanic lyrics and imagery uh, very early on that was their intention yeah, I saw some of the videos mm-hmm. that was their intention straight away just to get shock value and get noticed which is fair enough yeah, but not mostly for shock value uh, they released their first uh, 
album, Welcome to Hell, 1981. So they formed in 78, you said? 78, so it's like three, three years. Yeah, to release um, the album. We talked about Judas Priest, it took them a lot longer. Yeah, good point, actually, yeah. I'm guessing they were, like, like touring, getting a name for themselves. Yeah, and getting stuff, a name right? out yeah. there, you know, that stuff, like, like, like that, you know. Um, Welcome to Hell was released in 81. It became a big influence on uh, the fresh male bands of the future. This, this, this you know, gnarly, um, freshy sound, which, you know, we'll get into production a bit later, but it doesn't sound, you know, clean or anything like that. Uh, they were the first, oh, can I say this? Oh, oh, not quite. The first band to really put a satanic image in front of their music. Yeah, yes and no. But I think they were the first ones to really get noticed for it. Really. Okay. Um, so we will dive into Welcome to Hell. Uh, starting with Welcome to Hell. From Welcome to Hell. The, the By album, the band, Welcome but, to Hell. No, no, not quite. Not quite. There's not, they don't have a song called Venom, unfortunately. On the album Venom. Oh, no, that's a shame. No, that's a shame. So they're, they're ending all of our streaks. Yeah. I mean, Judas Priest didn't have a song called Judas Priest. Yeah, they did. Shut up. <laughs> On the album, Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, we'll talk about Welcome to Hell first. Uh, opens with a driving riff. Again, I'm going to keep mentioning Motorhead's name. But that's the the big, like... Similarity I see here with this band. It sounds very motorheady. Uh and then going into some of the lyrics then yeah. Masturbating on the deeds we have done. So straight away we're, you know, getting into controversial <laughs> language in these songs. Um and then you get uh, a female voice talking about Psalm 23. And then we get a, uh, also, there's another song on the album called, I didn't get you to listen to, called uh, In League With Satan, uh-huh. where they have like a backwards message on it. Oh, so like, the, clearly, the yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that message. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're already getting into like deliberately trying to shot people and do this you know all this and that so Welcome to Hell would have been the first Venom song you listened to if you listened to it in order uh, I did so what were your first impressions so first of all I'm going to completely disagree with the whole Motorhead no you don't think they sound I like Motorhead I do not think these two oh, sound anything alike right. um, I, I would describe uh, Venom as a lot more thrashy than Motorhead for sure. Yeah, I yeah. would say this this is more thrash metal than 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 most things. But also, having said that, ow, I think this is going to be a painful one for you, Tom. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, welcome to Hell. Super generic. <laughs> uh, it sounds like as if I got an AI to write a metal song for me. It just, it just sounds so generic. Like, uh, here's what I want: really fast thrash music and evil lyrics. And there you go, go. 
that's what you said you wanted, isn't it? So what, what, what are you mining about? But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, oh, right. That's, you say, well, that's what you can put into an AI. Yeah, right. that's okay, what I, I would I put gotcha. into the AI. Gotcha. And this sounds like the kind of thing that the AI would spit out. You know? Like, it yeah. just... It just... It sounds like... And, and based on what you've actually told me about the history of the band, it sounds like they knew right from the start we're going to be evil and everything now needs to be evil everything about us needs to be evil like we need to eat sleep and breathe evil and all of our songs need to be evil and we need to mention hell and satan and death and dying and fire and brimstone as much as we possibly can uh and this very first song you got me to listen to kind of summed all that up and i'm gonna tell you now it's not really gonna change (laughs) throughout the rest wow. of this conversation. Okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't like it. Not a fan. Okay. Thought it was kind of... Like I said, it just sounded generic. Okay, so sounded... that's fine. Um, I'm going to touch on the, the two points, the two key points out of that. Um, firstly, you say they basically sound like an AI-generated band of what would sound evil, right? Mm-hmm. To be fair, yeah. I mean... It would be silly of me to sit here and say, like, Venom are the most accomplished sounding metal band or band of any genre that you could listen to. It's, yeah, it is, you know, not very. What's the word I'm looking for here? Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cutting, cutting. Um. Technical, I guess. Yeah, I'd say I'd say technical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot in the in the in the songs that make you go. Don't get me wrong. It must be hard to play instruments at this kind of speed and tempo. That's not what I'm slagging off here. I'm not saying that they don't have the technical ability in order to do that. Because playing drums and playing a guitar at this kind of speed, yeah, in tune, in time, must be very, very difficult. I don't doubt that at all but what i'm saying is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something yeah yeah totally um yeah this would be a criticism of them from a lot of people would be you know there's not a lot of change up here and considering what comes later on you know and what the bands will get into you know in terms of technical metal and all this and that they don't sound overly complicated that makes the same what was your second point? I can't remember. Uh, evil? Evil, evil, yes. Evil, yes. Um, you may see a theme <laughs> developing into all of these songs that, that all sound like you're talking about evil shit. I'm not going to see and deny that point at all, because that's what most of the songs are about. This is what I'm saying. It, 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 it sounds like that they... Decided what they were going to be early on, and they never ventured away from that. That's what I'm saying. We eat, sleep, and breathe evil from now on, all right? If you're not going to bed with a goat's head every single night, then can, are you really venom? <laughs> you know? Like, that was the agenda, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. yeah, they all slept in the cemetery. And I guess that you said that like that's what they tried to... You know, that was the niche that they saw and that's the one that they went for. And that's fine. It it probably works for a lot of people. A lot of people will be out there saying, I really need to listen to something that, you know, makes me want to kill chickens, you know. But 
I can't seem to find that sound. And then this yeah. band comes along and they're like, I fucking love this band. They speak to my evil soul, you know? Yeah. I get that. That's fine. I mean, they're definitely not a band that's going to be, you know, hitting up the mainstream. No, no. I, I, I get that. And I get that that's what it is. But if you've learned anything from me on this show, the one thing I hate is people not stepping out of their comfort zone. I find that so boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one comment I've had over and over and over <laughs> again. It sounds just like their other stuff. It sounds just like their other stuff. It sounds just like their other stuff. Oh, this song's really interesting. I like this one. So. No, I, I totally. I'm, I'm, Buckle I'm, I'm, I'm on. with these. I'm, I'm on board with this opinion. No way. This is not like a, a new ish opinion that I've heard from nobody else okay. ever. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll move on. Yep. On to song two. You look like you're going to cry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to cry. No, no, I'm good. On to song two from this album, Witching Hour. Yep. I think for me is up there in terms of my favourites, but we'll see what Rich thinks in a minute. Uh, yeah, we got a similar start to this song that um, we get from Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath. You hear the sound of pouring rain. Yep, creepy sounding. What I will say about this band, I don't know if you agree. When they get creepy in terms of this sort of shit, mm-hmm. it works. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they'd do more of this yeah. than thrashing Yeah, around. I'd, I'd probably agree. I think that this was the bit that I found the most interesting. Was that it was it, It's a long intro. It's yeah. long. When they get creepy, it works. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting, but I, just for me, it was just a little bit too long. Okay, I think... I think no, no, no. I, no, I, no, I, no, let me finish. Yeah, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Go I on. enjoyed it because it's different, and I think it does work. I totally yeah. agree with you. Could have just been with being just a touch shorter. Fair enough. I mean, there's one song we'll get into. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I a, know. A little bit later, which has a more <laughs> drawn out, uh, creepy sounding beginning, and it's not the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay, then I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's an very ominous, ominous. Oh, I hate this word. Ominous. 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 Yeah. Sounding beginning. Yep. And um, we kick off into a good guitar riff. Yeah, I said that I really like the uh, the guitar solo. Uh, there's shreds well. Yeah. There's a there's one little bit in this song which I would put up there with I'd probably say it's my best the best bit of any Venom song there's a bit where uh, they start playing the drums and he screams out Witching Hour goes into the super sick guitar solo mm-hmm. so, so that probably that's probably the best part of any song I would say in the catalog, is that a little bit? Wow! For for me, but we're not going on that one. I mean, I, I would also say something. I would also say that's kind of quite damning as well. Damning, yes. But we have more songs to go, and I might remember stuff 
Anyway, do you want some anti-satanic? Uh, do you want some satanic lyrics? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Hit me with the evil lyrics. Yeah. Satan, raised in hell. I'm going to burn your soul, crush your bones. I'm going to make you bleed. You're going to bleed for me. So some nice... I mean, that just nice, um, sounds like me babysitting. Yeah, nice mainstream <laughs> lyrics there. You're going to bleed. <laughs> so, uh, did you check out the music video for this? I did, and I put here... Hey! They stole the light thing from Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah. This count for Spinal Tap. We are the children. <laughs> similar. Similar. It is similar. This count for Spinal Tap. No, no, no. They stole this from Spinal Tap. Right. Cool. It's not the but... Splish Splash show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the image, I mean, the, I don't know if you see from the video, but the imagery is very silly. Spinal I, Tap. Yeah. I know they're um, trying to be, you know, look. You Spinal know, Tap the speakers go up to 11. Yeah. The Venoms. Clearly not. Looking at this production. Um, but, uh, yeah. Viewed through the eyes of 2023, this video looks very silly. I don't know if it looked as silly back in 1981. I don't know. I still think it looked interesting. Yeah. Because no one's doing that kind of thing anymore. So... They weren't doing that back thing in 81 either. So I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was attention grabbing. Yeah, I mean that video in particular. I mean, it's just, say video is sort of stretching it. It's just them. it's just footage of them it's, playing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, footage of them playing. Yeah. Really, them. I mean, but most videos were like that. Videos. Yeah, like I that. mean, we'll get into more songs later on, which I'm thinking like obviously they didn't have much budget to make music videos anyway. Like there's some songs coming up later, which I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. That could have done with a decent music video. But it just wasn't, they just didn't have the budget mm-hmm. or the money at that time, you know. Well, that's the thing as well, is if you're very niche as well, the studios are less likely to throw money at you, aren't they? It, so Exactly, yeah. you know. I mean, you look at Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, for example, the video for that is, you know, very creepy looking and you know, works very well. Second album then, Black Metal. Yep. Uh, first of all, the name Black Metal itself would become a pretty, you know, well-known name in the metal circles and will even become its own genre, uh, black metal. Oh, really? Based off this album and the album's title. Okay. Um, the black metal name would become more prominent <clears throat> later on, like in the early 90s, with the, the Norwe- Norwegian? Norwegian. The Norwegian black metal scene of the early 90s, which would make headlines... All around the world. No for... diss on Austria, by the way. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Norway has a better metal scene than Austria. Sorry. And we've lost our Austrian market. We so were big Really sorry. <laughs> As I said, yeah, the Norwegian black metal scene would... Yeah, um, the Scandinavian countries love their metal, don't they? They're, they're really yeah, big Yeah, that would bring it metal. into the forefront and become worldwide... Uh, if, honestly, if you ask me about like heavy metal, it's... Germanic countries like Germany, Norway, Sweden, Iceland, Finland. Those are the ones that I think of when I think heavy metal. Because yeah, I mean, you say Iceland. Uh, that's a little bit different because obviously it's not a massive population. I'm, no, I, I imagine I imagine they're into heavy metal. As I'm well, just probably. thinking of like Eurovision. But yeah, I mean, definitely Finland, Sweden, mm. Germany. Yeah, definitely, yeah. All those are massively into metal. Um, Although some of the black metal bands that we talk about later on, when we go into black metal, should be a, a long way from now. Okay. At the moment, 
unless I changed my mind. I was going to say, I didn't think there was any, uh, I didn't think there was chronological order. I thought it was no, just no, how just, you felt when you felt. It's going all over the place. Okay. I mean, to place. be fair, we're still, like, early on. Mm. We're in, like, the 70s and 80s still, so. No, I mean, as I said, uh, some of those bands in that scene didn't like Venom because they thought they were silly and didn't sound particularly intimidating, which is fine. Um, but I would say, along with three other bands in Europe, they would shape, like, this black metal sound and extreme metal as a whole. And we're covering Venom first because they're English. <laughs> and we're biased. And, and uh, they came first before these three. But I'll, I will shout them out because I think they, more than anything else, had um, influence over what the sound would come I mean, from. if you say that like the whole music genre is called black metal and this album is called black metal, then I think it's fair to say that they came first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although what the genre would shift into doesn't yeah but that that, that's different you know it's like you know rock and roll completely changed what it was you know so it's started off as one thing like it was a it was an offshoot of the blues wasn't it and now it rock is something entirely different it's its own beast now isn't it so Mm. uh on to black metal then that's the album i gave you to listen to and uh, we'll go with the first song, which is called Black Metal, from the, By the band Black Metal. I want Black Metal. They use a chainsaw to create the opening effect on okay. the song. Uh, so much so that all the teeth on the chainsaw broke, but they got they got the they got the noise, so it worked, I guess. Um, what are you thinking about this production at this stage? Well, I've wrote this. <clears throat> I was already starting to think this, but this is the point where I actually realised. I really don't think I'm going to like Venom very much. Okay. Go on. Oh, got nothing more to give. All right. Generic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot of good riffs in this song, <clears throat> but okay. Generic. Uh, as I said, coin the term black metal, that's fine. I uh, got the very distinctive lyrics, Lay Down Your Soul to the Gods of Rock and Roll, which is very tame. Considering the rest of the stuff that have come up in lyrics. Yeah, that's... Um, I think this whole song until is, is tame in terms of lyrics, but I, it's one of the most popular songs. Uh, I, I like it. It's one of my favourites. I, I don't know. I just found it hard to differentiate between the previous two that we've had, you know? It just... Everything just sounds so samey and generic, and... <laughs> it just... It, Honestly, if you turn around to me at the end of this episode and go, Richard, <laughs> this has all been a yeah. massive test. And this was the first ever AI heavy metal band. Well, Did you actually, know that? No. no, no. And, and uh, I'd be like, oh, right, yeah, that. I totally get that. Yeah. And you'd, like the album was released last year from Chat GPT4. And they really, you know, and yeah, I, I would have been like, oh, okay, band totally name, get that. This generic band name. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I would have got. I would. Have, I would have yeah, been like. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, but to me, yeah, I don't, nothing has really stood out. Okay. Here. You say this really interesting sound before the song. I don't remember this at all. No. No. 
But it was a chainsaw. Okay. What did they break the teeth on? What were they trying to cut? I don't know. Just what would you use your chainsaw on? Well, I'm guessing that they're, because they're evil, they're trying to cut up a dead body, right? Oh, that's clearly it, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got caught up on all the teeth and yeah, the hair. I mean, I mean from experience, I, I know that's... Um, yeah, yeah bone is tough. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, and there's a lot of it when you need to cut up a human. I'm actually a murderer. Don't worry. This, is a, this is a joke. I, I suppose I, I can't do that at the moment. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, recording a podcast here. Um, so, it, maybe some of you don't know what black metal is. Um... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say I'm probably amongst them. Okay. But you said it's different to what it, than what it, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, later on. I mean, the, the, the black metal traits you think of now would be like the, the, the song having a fast tempo, mm-hmm. very low fi production that sounds like they did it in, you know, a toilet underground or some shit. Right. Um, shrieking vocals, which don't really get hit. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's not very shrieky at all. And then an emphasis on atmosphere. Um, you know, most black metal songs sound like you're lost in the woods on a dark night and you're being followed by some shrieky demon or something. A banshee. Yeah. And then... I was going to say, I did not get shrieky from this guy. No, that, that would become a trailer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm talking like what black metal is now. Um, and similar to Venom, you know, bands would... Uh, start wearing like corpse paint and adopt pseudonyms, chosen names, you know, just to, to make them look like more twats. Like, say twats if you like. Give yourself a nickname, you're a twat. <laughs> make them sound more evil sounding, you know. That's something teenagers do. We're the most evil sounding black metal band. Not that one. We are. So there you go. And we'll talk about that more when we get to black metal. Can there not be a black metal band that covers all of the criteria that you're saying, but sings like really nice things, like you know, hampers of kittens? And, yeah, my, you if, know, you start, if you want to start, baked muffins, you want to start bands like that. Also, keyboards. Ah, right. Okay. Emphasis on atmosphere. Uh-huh. Keyboards. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I got that. Yeah. Which you don't really get in death metal. Um. Um. So it's more of a synthy kind of sound. Sort of. I mean, you're you're saying really low budget, yeah, with keyboards like budget. and like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of synth. <laughs> yeah, not like the Pesh Mode or anything yeah. like that, <laughs> or uh, other bands that play synths. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, New Order. Anyway, we're we're talking a lot about evil and satanic uh, themes here. Mm-hmm. However, on the next song, yeah, a bit of a swerve. This one is a swerve, and this one grabs your attention. I mean, I don't know how this song cannot grab uh, anybody's attention who listens to it and isn't listening to the lyrics. I don't know how you can listen to the song and not listen to what the lyrics are. But hey, Teacher's Pet. Yeah. So can I ask you a question before we, before we actually, before you discuss this song? Go on, yeah, go on. Um, is this song about a teacher's affair with a student, or 
Is it about a stripper slash prostitute who pretends that they're a school teacher? I think it's the first one. So it's an actual underage relationship yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I never got like because I got vibe. the oh I don't know I was listening to it and I got like a you know like a she's my cherry pie kind of yeah kind, vibe kind out of, of I mean you've um, I was going to talk about it a little bit later on but we'll discuss the Van Halen song Hot for Teacher yeah which came out in eighty four so that this um, proceeds. It came before. It came before, yeah. yeah. It came before. It came before Hot for Teacher, which obviously would become like a, a big mainstream hit for Van Halen. Uh, this song, not as much. Probably due to the lyrics. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That was, this song was an inspiration for Hot for Teacher. I don't know if Van Halen heard that and thought, well, there's, there's something here. We just need to dumb it down a little bit. I mean, Hot for Teacher was. Uh, just make it a little bit more safe for radio. Yeah, I mean, Hot, yeah, Hot for Teacher was still like um, controversial at the time for the. Sort of like a teacher, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure. Isn't it weird, can I just say, that from the male perspective, it's always like, oh, go on, yeah, good for you. But from the female perspective, it's always creepy and weird. Yeah, totally. Like like the police, for instance, you know? Yeah, and I... I Don't Stand So Close To Me is a song, you know, that's got a very sinister undertone. Whereas from a male's perspective, it's always like, oh, you lucky bastard. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much the theme of the song, isn't it, really? Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. So weird, isn't it? That, like, you know... I mean, is that not a bit of a, a, a damning indictment on society in general, that we view it like that, women are taking advantage oh, I, I, of. I, 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 totally, just... I, totally, I totally agree. I think you know things are probably um, changing a little bit in that regard. But I think that's mm. still like a, a well-held thing. I imagine people in school now are still doing that sort of shit. Probably. I would actually argue that it actually happens that way more often than not as well. You hear far more stories about female teachers with with. Uh, with male students than, than, than the other way around. Okay. Anyway. I just learned that's not lose more. Yeah, but it doesn't make it in a heinous kind of way. That's what I'm saying. Like, we as a society, and, and these songs are kind of guilty of it as well, look at it as women, girls being being attacked by male teachers and being taken advantage of and that is disgusting and don't stand so close to me because people are going to find out and, and then I'll be in trouble and, and everything and, and you know and oh everything like that but from the male perspective it's like ah oh, teacher wears short skirt today yeah I can see right down her top sexy little bitch you know busted <laughs> They've got a song like Co- copyright, like copyright, copyright, yeah, copyright. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty three. What's the busted song? Uh, that's what I go to school for. Oh, that's why I go to school for. Yeah. But even that one, you know, is like you know, like yeah, a, it's all you about lucky bastard, sexy teacher. Eh? Te- oh, my teacher's so fucking sexy. Yeah, like I wish that she'd hit on me. But you know, and then like. I don't know, man. I just think it's pretty damning, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's that South Park episode as well, isn't there? That, that's like that. I know you don't like South Park, but it's, it's... Oh, I do like South Park. Oh, I thought you didn't. Oh, anyway. Family goes one, don't mind. Oh, right, okay. But there's a South Park episode like that where uh, where there's uh, the 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 teacher is uh, um, uh, having a relationship with Ike. The, the baby in like kindergarten, oh, right. and the, and the, and Kyle goes to the police. 
And the police are like, oh my God, this sick, this sick motherfucker. We got to take this bastard down. And he's like, yeah, it's my brother. He's like, wait, it's your brother? With a, with a female teacher, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, everyone's like, nice. <laughs> and then, and then it comes up and he's like, uh, she's, she's, she's having a relationship with another student. Oh. And, and, uh, and uh, they go to the police and tell him again. And, <laughs> <laughs> the main police officer is like, "Damn it! Where were all these sexed up teachers when I was a kid?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because we, I mean, even now we're sitting here laughing about it, yeah, and it's like, yeah. you know, if it was the other way around, if it was a male teacher with a female student, it would be like that's disgusting and vile. And yet here we are. I'm sure, I'm sure about some it. women dreamt about being with their male teacher yeah but school? had it ever happened then it would be very much like a yeah they took advantage yeah, a bit of the more outrage, yeah, yeah. and whereas the other way it's kind of like lucky bastard you know yeah kind of that's yeah I can't disagree with that um so the song opens with uh, a ring around the roses yeah. chant which if you know your metal would not be the first time uh, ring around the roses would be mentioned in a metal song which we'll probably cover later on when we get to said band. Okay. Beginning with K and ending with Orn. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get a, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you get a, 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 a good morning, class. A good morning, miss. Being very nice and respectful here. When, all, when really all the boys are trying to keep their erections down. Totally. You know, like, yeah. cross my legs and... You know, they're talking about getting their tits out, you know, I, I straight, lo- straight I into did, that. I did love that. Yeah, get your tits out. Uh, teacher get... caught me masturbating underneath the desk. Uh, she looked at me and winked her eye. See you after class. They're nice and romantic, clearly. See? Uh, no. Now, now change the sexes <laughs> around and tell me yeah. that's not a creepy oh, yeah. song now. Yep, yeah, she called me back and locked the door. My lesson's, just, my lesson's just begun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now again, again this, switch the sexes and tell me that's not creepy. Yeah, the buses clearly were listening to this song. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, other interesting lyrics. Uh, teacher's pet. Teacher's wet. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Teacher's pet. Teacher's pet. Teacher's pet. Teacher's wet. Yep. Um, this line I really liked. Uh, sixty-nine. I don't mean lines. That was that's a really good line. I like that. You you shouldn't be applauding it, man. Come on, you're just. <laughs> I, I'm just reading the lyrics. No, you're you're just you're just you're you're. I'm laughing substantiating along. Substantiating You're substantiating the problem. You're what's wrong with this world today, man. I mean, I say that that was good though. This one is um good, but also like disgusting. This next one I'm gonna read out. Um, I played hide and seek with teacher's mouth. Like, like, wow, that's some that's some wordplay right there, isn't it? Um, you see why this didn't get on the radio, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. probably why it didn't get on the on the radio. No, and then you know you get your at the end you get a long, long get your tits out for the lads. I charm. must admit, I did love that. Uh, yeah, that's you, a very British thing, isn't it? Get yeah, totally. your tits out, get your tits out, get your tits out for the lads. Yeah, for a band like uh, Venom, this is not kind of evil shit you would expect. 
but it's also controversial, so you would expect that. I, I think it's evil uh, because I think you're supposed to read into it that the uh, the teacher is a uh, succubus, and she's put a spell on all of the male students, yeah. and they can't control themselves, and she's an evil demon, basically, that's yeah. sucking the soul and the life out of them, and her tits are, are the magical vessel for their souls. Yeah, that's totally what it's about. Well, that's how I got it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Um... So, obviously, you talked at length about how disgusting the thought of being with a female teacher is and how disgusting... No, I never said that. No, 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 I'm I'm saying, yeah, go in. (laughs) What I said is the hypocrisy is disgusting. Absolutely. Uh, Saying that, what do you think of the song? I liked it. Absolutely, of course you liked it, you dirty bastard. (laughs) You filthy, (laughs) filthy little bastard. You absolutely... Bollocks, you don't I'm believe a, anything I'm what you just fu- said. No, yeah. I'm, I'm hollow, mate. I've got no beliefs at yeah, all. Absolutely. You know, I just I just say things because they're popular. I, 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 I have no morals. You want to make yourself look good for the ladies. <laughs> exactly, that's right. By saying all that bullshit. Yeah, and then I'm, you go, oh, I've really liked so much. I'm, I'm woke. Really I'm on your me. side. <laughs> hey, man, I've said this before. I had a, I had a crush on my teacher when I was at school. Uh, I'm and, sure. And I would have loved her to ask me to do 69. <laughs> I don't I think there's probably many people, uh, maybe male or female, that didn't have a question on at least one teacher at school, or any of their schools. Yeah. Right? Because we, you know, I I went to three different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine, I don't know how many schools you went to, and then you obviously got college, you got university as well. Um, so, yeah, I imagine most people would have had a crush I think, on at least one teacher. I think it's a pretty standard teenage fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that that's it. But what I what I was saying, I, I don't get me wrong, I love the song. But what I was saying is that I think that the way the songs are written is quite strange. Like if you wrote a song upbeat and happy and cheery like this about a male and a female student, a male teacher and a female student, yeah, there would be outrage and absolute uproar now i'm not saying that there probably wasn't um controversy with this song of course there was but then i named three other songs straight away that are exactly about the same thing and named one that was about a male and a female and the other way around and that is sung as a completely different song yeah it's yeah. it's upbeat but it's not like oh you fucking lucky bastard it's more like this is wrong, and you know that this is Back wrong. Away, not today. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Imagine this kind of song, male teacher, female student. How do you think that would go down? Absolutely. And um, listen to this album. You know, there is there is points when I listen to the album, and I'm like, should I give Richard the album to listen to, or just give him a few songs or whatever? Um, when you listen to a song like this and hear it for the first time. And you're like, oh, ka-ching. Thank you so much for recording this yeah, yeah. piece of art. Thank you very much. <laughs> like, give me something to talk about. Um, and that's where it would end, because they would never record any other songs about teachers. More to come, thankfully. Do, do, you, do you have stats on what their best performing song or album is? Is that to come, or...? Um, because I know some bands you've said this was like their highest charting song oh uh, well I mean you talked about Rich and Famous earlier that they wouldn't be very I have nothing for charts at all right because I was going to say that if you told me this was their most successful song slash album whatever I wouldn't have been surprised by that because it's the most 
Not to not not. I think this song probably should have been bigger than it was because of the controversial topic, and it's a topic that most people can relate to. Yeah, but I think they probably went about it the wrong way. Like they made yeah. it too controversial that yeah. it wouldn't get in front of a larger audience because of that. However, if they toned it back a little bit, hot for teacher, it would have got in front of more yeah. ears, more I people. Maybe probably the, maybe would've... the timing, early eighties. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of music videos back then for like heavy rock bands and, and stuff like that. People weren't really into paedophilia in the yeah. early eighties. We're much in more into it now. It's, it's Whereas, much big... as we say, hot for teacher. I think hit at the exact like right time in eighties. Yeah. Like, but it's also booming, it's also. Know. more palatable does that make sense it's it, it's controversial but it's not yeah. offensive yeah. like so radio stations can play it be a little bit oh it's a bit naughty but they will play it whereas it's not over the this top. one this is, teachers this pet is, is yeah radio stations aren't going to go near it that's and that's the problem and had they done that then i would say this wouldn't you? I wouldn't be surprised if you said this was their best performing song, and then I would have been like, you know, they maybe didn't have that. They obviously didn't have that moment, like um, uh, Judas Priest or something like that, where they're like, we need to be a little bit more commercial because we're not making any money. Yeah, you know, they obviously didn't have that because no. you know they're like, no, um, stick to our morals. I mean, we talked about in the Iron Maiden episode, they had like. I can't remember how many was it, like nearly 15 top 10 singles? Yeah. Yeah, Venom got nowhere near that at all. Um, you know, I could tell you, like, Welcome to Hell, Black Metal, uh, to Hell Back, probably, like, the ones that foremost well on Spotify and uh, mm-hmm. streaming services, but for charts, I've got nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. They're very much a um, cult-ish band. Give me an S. <laughs> Give me an A. Give me a C. No, we're not going to do the whole thing because that's um, that'd be boring uh, too much, wouldn't it? S A C I F I C E. This clearly is the most famous song ever about a so- uh, song title spelt out. No. Fuck you. Clearly more famous than R E S P E C T. I Aretha Franklin. Gonna say I, I, I. This is what I've written here. I love a song that spells out its yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like R E S P E C T or Gwen Stefani's Bananas. Yep. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. B-A-N-A-N-A-S by Gwen Stefani. This shit is bananas. Yep. I've got another two written down. Oh, oh, like better than me. Go on then. L O L A, Lola. Oh, L O L A, Lola. Yeah. By the Kinks. Yep. And L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N. Oh, Life Goes Life On. Life Goes On. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are some of the more, more fight the, the, all four of those are more famous than the <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> Bless them. They tried. Yeah, they tried. They tried. Yeah, you've also got Be Aggressive by Faith No More, which is also more famous be than aggressive. Be Aggressive. Be Aggressive. Yeah, that's Sorry. exactly how it goes as well. Yeah, that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. a, a cheerleading song as well. Like, loads of cheerleaders uh, okay. singing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, you hear it at... Um, uh, I heard it at the Cavaliers game that I was at. Oh, okay. You know, the, yeah. you, you have you have defense, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. in the fence. Um 
And then you have that be aggressive when they're going forward. It's like be aggressive, yeah, it's very be, be that aggressive. One. Yeah. I was gonna say Mickey, but Mickey doesn't spell it out. No, Same kind of. It's like cheerleader, but it doesn't go. It doesn't yeah. go M I C K E. Why does it? It would be a better song if it did. I mean, it's a good song anyway, but it would be even better if it spelled it out. <laughs> yeah. So Venom sacrificed towards all of those famous. Uh, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. No. I now know how to spell sacrifice. When you need to learn how to spell sacrifice, sing this song. Yep. So Gwen uh, Stefani taught me to spell bananas. This song taught me to spell sacrifice. That's it. Yep. Now you know how to spell sacrifice. Uh, the song sacrifice. Uh, what is it about? Uh, spelling. Yeah, uh, how to spell, spell. a word. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, because yeah. they really struggled with that, you know, and they're evil. They need to know how to spell sacrifice yeah. because they're doing it a lot. So they thought, we need to come up with a pneumatic device that we could, we could, yeah. you know, S A C R I F I C E. It's a difficult song to spell out, isn't it? It's to not. say out loud. Because it it's got two I's, yeah. like, like close to each other. It's like S A C R I. It doesn't. I, 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 it doesn't fit into doesn't a fit nicely. A, 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 a beat either, does it? It's like no. you go S A C R I F I C E. It doesn't really fit. Uh, <laughs> at least it's something different. Yeah. Um, other than the spelling bit, what's the song about? I have no idea. It's about sacrifice. Oh, I, I figured uh, as much, but I thought you <laughs> might surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the song talks about hooded figures, you know, fires burning with their eyes, you know, pentagrams, Baphomet, as we talked about earlier. Obviously, when you talk about sacrifice, you think of virgins, right? Or and, animals. Yeah, and it talks about... Sacrificial know, lamb. Yeah, sacrificial lamb. I mean, it talks about a, a virgin, flesh lies, tied and bound. These nice lyrics that they come up with here. And they talk about hell, Satanus. I can't, I think you're going way too deep on a song that spells the word sacrifice. I, I think you. I think you should have just left it at that and moved on. There's, yeah. there's not much more beyond the surface level of S A C R I F I C E. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the last one I need to say. You can probably imagine it. It would make a good music video, I reckon, if you did it like. Bit later than the early eighties. Um, I don't know. I think the spelling bit is just going to make it look stupid. But yeah, I mean, the song talks about plunging a dagger into her breast. It's the version's breast. Yeah. yeah. Pretty standard, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Never sacrificed them by making them eat lots, do they? Song also ma- mentions witches, which have become a very, very big talking point. Uh, in a lot of their songs, I'm guessing. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Actually, in the songs. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant in it's general. Not the first song I it was going to so become the about witching, witching hour. hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's very similar to that, you know. So moving on, then. You like sacrifice? You like a good sacrifice? Do you? you know what? what? For oh, how stupid it sounded I actually liked it yeah. just because of the stupid spelling uh, I it, it like just it. it it was different it was something different it it broke up the monotony of all of the generic AI stuff and it was it was ridiculous but because it was different I, I latched onto it just because it was like oh my god it's bananas B-A-N-A-N-A-S exactly it just you know it 
yeah, it, I, I latched onto it just because it was something different. It was it, it was the any port in a storm kind of thing, you know. Hmm. So we go from the Rayonetable sacrifice to another pretty unnotable song. If I'm being honest, uh, "Heaven's on Fire," uh, which is about getting to heaven and realizing it's on fire. It's basically turned into hell. Wouldn't that mean that you're in hell? Yeah. So you're just confused about where you are. Yeah. You thought you were going to heaven, but you're actually in hell. Yeah. I mean, the, it's the, like the good place. The, Have you ever seen that? Good place. The good place, the TV show. It's a good show. Okay. Who's that one? Uh, it's got Ted Danson in it. I oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk about the sky being a blazing tomb, which is quite quite cool. Other than that, I don't have a lot to say really I don't here. Have anything apart to say from here, it's so. got a really cool ending riff, but it's it's generic by the numbers, unfortunately. Sorry. I, you know, I'm not sorry. I like pretty much most of this album, to be honest. But there's just not, there's, there's, with a few of these songs, there's not really a lot to talk about. There are a few diamonds in the rough. Yes, but other yeah, than there that, are a few diamonds in the rough. There's a lot I'd of, say at least, a lot of cult at least three or four. Through. Which are worth it. Anyway, got two more songs on this album to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't burn the witch. Okay, I have this, nothing to do with this. This is the point where you know we talk about witches again, man. We talk about witches again. I do like the riffs in the song and the drum beats. They sound pretty cool. Um, but it's, I've written down it's too similar to Wishing Hour and Sacrifice for me. And with minus the spelling. Start, need to start changing up a bit more. I need more songs about uh, not not teachers. Um, maybe some of a profession, maybe. Mechanics. Yeah, about hot mechanics. Um, Sexy bitch covered in oil. Try about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do like some of the lyrics to this song. You know, talk about uh, figures, figures cackling, and you know, witches brewing a pot of heat. You know, good good lyrics. Lyrics. Yeah. But it's just, we've heard this before, unfortunately. You know. It's just, change it up. You know, you three or four songs about witches. Change Especially on the same album. Yeah, change <laughs> up a little bit. I'm guessing you don't have much. I have nothing written nothing. for this song cool. at all. Cool, let's no. move on to At War With Satan. Okay. Introduction. Yes. Now this is pretty unique in terms of music in general. Because I... I couldn't see another example of this happening. But this the album ends with a song called At War with Satan Introduction. And the next album is called At War, At War with Satan. Satan, which has a song called At War with Satan starts. And this the last song from the album Black Metal goes into the first song, first song the on album. the next album, which is like very clever. Very clever. Very clever. Very clever. And I don't remember seeing this in any of And way. had they been more popular, that would have been a fantastic piece of marketing. Absolutely. Um, we'll get onto that a little bit later. But um, yeah, this song doesn't last very long. It only goes for 2 minutes and 20 seconds. It's not really much of a song until like, the last stretch of it. Is it a song? It. <laughs> it's, yeah, you get... It's a, basically a teaser track for the next album. Pretty much. It's a piece of prose. Yeah, if you, if you will. Spoken word. Sp- spoken word, yeah. yeah. It's a spoken word. And it goes into the intro for At the War of Satan song. Oh, 
Yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot, overly a lot to say about the song other than it's quite unique sounding. Yeah, I liked it. Because, again, it was unique. And it reminded me of uh, Sum 41. They obviously take a lot of um, uh, influence from that because they start their albums off with spoken word prose. Um, and then the last song on the album has uh, prose in it and then leads into the song. Okay. I'll so, tell you where, Fritz. I never listened to Sum 41. No? Album. Okay. I was very much anti Sum 41 when I was a kid. And, uh, when I was a kid? When I was a teenager. And I haven't really... I, I like a few of their songs, but I never listened to an album before. Okay. They, they, they do the same thing. Yeah. There you go. So, um... Children of the beast embrace to spoon and hate the human race. Sounds cool. consume the life that hugs the earth and ate the womb in giving birth to a group that will appear and guide you through this final year. <laughs> the dark armies then will come. Wow, you remember my the words. 41. Fantastic. I listened to that album a lot when I was a teenager. Okay, so we're a different spectrum there. Yeah, but I, I would say that my Sum 41 is Linkin Park. Ah, okay. Yeah, understandable. Understandable. I listen to more like um, mature, harder bands like Limp Bizkit and Papa Roach than Sum 41. <laughs> See, I listen to more, you know, Teeny Bopper and, and Chewy Chewing Gum bands like like uh, Sum 41 and Blink-182 yeah. rather than Linkin Park and yeah, Papa Linkin Roach. Park, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as we said, uh, At War with Satan introduction, pretty unique. But... We then go into At War With Satan. This one I ummed and ahed about uh, giving you this. <laughs> because it took me at least three or four listens to get it. But then still not get it, if that makes any sense. Like, I felt I had to include it because it's important in their catalogue. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we were like... It was a slog to get through. Even as a Steve, the Metal Guru as I am, it's a slog to get through. So I can already imagine what it was like for you. Can I ask you to do your bits and pieces first yeah, yeah, before I take you on a journey? Yep. Right, so At War with Satan was amazingly supposed to be their big breakthrough into the mainstream. Like This album or this song? Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, I was going to say. But starting your... Know, Album with a 20 minute song, I don't know how. But hey, work for Rush. And speaking of Rush, uh, this song was very much inspired by Rush's 2112, which also went 20 minutes long. Right. Um, 21 minutes and 12 seconds. No? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Rush's 2112 basically was the album that broke Rush into Canada and America, like into massive success. Right, okay. Because before then, they were on the verge of being dropped by their label, and like 
that basically they were told this album has to sell. Or you don't. Yeah. So starting the album with a 20 minute long song would have been a risk. Yeah. But it worked. It's also... And they became rich and famous because of it. Sorry? It's unique, isn't it? So, For the time it would have been, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like for 1976, I think it was when 21 title came out. Um, yeah, so it would have been unique. So this was very much inspired by that. But I would say Russia are much better musicians than Venom and could pull it off. Uh, this, got, this, this song... Uh, sorry. We'll talk about the album. We'll talk about the album first because I mentioned the album. Uh, the album cover has an upside down cross and then you saw that yeah, yeah, brownish I've, I've got it. Yeah, it's still back, on my Spotify. They couldn't sell it in HMV. The cover was removed because of the cover. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, basically. So they got a little bit of attention. Did it not come with like a sleeve that they could put over it just to hide that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Basically, yes. Uh, the song goes nineteen minutes and fifty-four seconds. Is there significance to that? No, just, oh, I'm okay. just telling you. It goes okay. how long it went, just to see what we're up against here um, it takes up the whole of the side one of this album so oh yeah they used to have sides if you talk about vinyl back, yeah. back in day back in the whole side one just like, set, it would have been the whole of like the side 2112 takes up the whole of side one we'll talk about Slayer later on but uh, Rain and Blood takes up the whole of side one of the cassette and then side two is the whole of Rain and Blood again to go the other scale like the album's so short, it's on one side, and then it's on the other side as well. But we'll go more into that right when okay. we get to Slayer. Yeah. When we get to Slayer, so it's the opposite of this. It's, it's complete not, opposite. It's not yes. one song is so long. It's that no. all the songs are so short. Yeah, right. That's okay. the complete opposite. Yeah, to give you the yin and yang. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the song is a is a concept song. Um, I'm sure you gathered. Yeah, <laughs> gathered that yeah. about a war between heaven and hell. Yeah. Which hell wins? Um, this song, I've got a lot of notes for this, so I do apologise if I ramble. No, that's fine. But you, you can, you know, edit it out. Um, uh, this song is too long, it's bloated, and they can't pull this off, in my opinion. They try, but there are bits in it which are interesting. But they try. Uh, there's no downtime in the song. It's like 13 minutes in. And then the downtime lasts for like 30 seconds. And then they go into more freshy stuff. So like, they could have paced it a little bit better. Because um, there's some stuff in the... like Some of the downtime in the song sounds really good. And it sounds... I've written beautiful here. So I imagine it is. I haven't listened to it back then. But... Um, yeah, so as I said, the song talks about the war between heaven and hell. You get uh, very much, you know, the lyrics are very much from hell's side more than anything. Because you get lyrics such as, fuck the bastards. History's written by the winners, mate. Yeah, yeah. You talk about Lucifer commanding orgies and all this bollocks. Heaven failing to, f- to hold tranquility. Yeah, so there's not a lot of downtime in the song. You get um, marching sounds like 15 minutes in, and then you get a you know the like kind of like droney voice coming in, like I was saying, "Are you damned in hell?" Like it's really like high, high, is it high or low sort of register? 
low. Low, that's it. That's the <laughs> one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it goes on way too long, and it's a... Uh, and then after 19 minutes and 54 seconds, we get a fade out. Like, you've had you've had 19 minutes and 54 seconds to do the song, and then it fades out. But then, to be fair, it does fade out into the next song, so kind of, like, fair enough. But it's like, you know, expect a definitive end to the song, rather than a fade out for 20 minutes of your time. Uh, yeah, so this, this is long and a slog to get through. Uh, I don't think Venom could pull it off, and I don't think they did pull it off. There are interesting passages in the song, but yeah. I'd say thumbs down, unfortunately, in my opinion. So you said that they, they can't pull it off. Um, and I, I, I agree. <clears throat> but now you're talking about Rush uh, doing it and these, and then Venom doing it after yep, yep. Rush. So it seems more like a publicity stunt to me. Like, so it seems like Rush actually had an idea and they followed through on it and a plan. Whereas it sounds like Venom just thought, that worked really well. How about we do that? I mean, they had the, obviously, you know, the plan in motion anyway, because it was because of the last song of the last album. So they had the concept was one that they thought been doing for years until they felt ready to do it. But do you think that's the case? Or do you think that they initially <laughs> thought, the intro of one album into the next. That's a really good idea. Yep. That's a good idea. Totally. And that's a unique idea in and of itself. But then do you not think that they went, shit, we could do a 20 minute song. That would be even more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, like, what's better than cake? <laughs> Two cakes. Yeah. Uh, it oh, just, oh. it seems like they had an idea of, of flowing one album into the next, which is a great idea. That's really clever. That's a good idea, and it's a cliffhanger, and it makes people want to listen to the next album. But then it also feels like they added this on top of it after the success of Rush yep. as well. Like I didn't know, I didn't know that obviously until you told me that. But now that you've said it, that's the very first thing I thought of: is Rush had a plan. It sounds like Venom just copied them, and they didn't really yeah. have a yeah. I think plan he, to go. I with think it. you probably should have shaved at least ten minutes off this. And it might have worked. Yeah. Um, they made it like even eight minutes. Um, like even you know even Iron Maiden and Metallica weren't doing like this length of song. Yeah, like if they did long songs. It would usually be like eight minutes. It did not need minutes. to be as long as it was. No, like, it did not need to be this long. It's too ambitious. And I, yeah, for a band that's derided for a lot of people by their playing or whatever. I don't think. Yeah, I'd, However, it does lead us into... Is there anything else you want to say? Oh, about yeah, this? I was going to take you on my journey. Yeah, go on, go on. So, here we go. I imagine it was a journey to it, because it was a journey for me, I'll tell you that much. So, uh, before this song began, I was not, underlined, looking forward to it. Yeah, totally. I don't know what <clears throat> Nine minutes in. I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep faking me out with minutes. false finishes. Like, it just keeps sounding like, oh, it's coming to an end. And I'm like, that's not 20 minutes. Or, oh, no, it's not. It's eight minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
12 minutes and 41 seconds. Fuck you, Tom. I'm taking a break. <laughs> yeah, I imagine this song would get the fuck you reaction. I went. Oh, I was prepared for it, don't worry. And I made a cup of tea. I had my cup of tea. I watched a little bit of TV just to calm down a little bit. 45 minutes later, I came back. 45 minutes later? Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. I listen to this in stages, man. I'm going to have a lot. 18 minutes into the song. Just two more minutes. I can do this. I can do this. It's just two more minutes. 19 minutes and 54 seconds. I did it. I fucking actually did it. Oh, fuck. I've got four more songs to listen to. And that's my journey through... Uh, oh, okay. So it's a hell of a journey. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that with us, mate. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I will go lie to you. I had the same similar sort of journey. Um, very rough to get through uh, this, unfortunately. It was not fun. Um, that being said, if you ever go to see Venom live, not saying that you would. I won't. This is yeah. a perfect time to go for a piss or to go and get a drink. Oh, yeah. Go, go get I mean, you need that go get a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, by the time you get back, Tom, who's still playing. Uh, <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there you go. Uh, apologies to any of them fans who like this song. I know a lot of people like the album. They think it's one of their best, and that's fine. Hey, this whole show is not about bashing people that like things. Like whatever the fuck you want to like. I do not give a fuck. This is just my opinion of acts and bands that he wants me to listen to. And sometimes we find nuggets and little bits of gold in there. And I'm just like, that's a great fucking song. And I love it. And other times it's at war with Satan and I'm wishing I was dead and asking, why the fuck did I agree to do this show? <laughs> and that's just me. You do you. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Okay, this is the purpose of this show, to get <laughs> arguments like this. This is exactly what we want. Anyway, thankfully, they do a little palate cleanser and go straight into Rip Ride, which rips and rips and rips and rips and rips and rips. Talking about Hell's point of view as uh, as they defend Hell from Hell. There's a great riff in the middle of the song and excellent drum beats. And I think it's got probably, in terms of intensity, it's my favourite song. Because especially towards the end, it really like picks up really, really fast. Um, so yeah, so this is up there for me. Uh, probably say it's this or Witching Hour, which are probably my favourites. Maybe buried alive. Um, but yeah, this is up there for me. But it's tough, I know, because it comes straight on this song. So it's very tough to uh, listen to anything by this band afterwards. I, I get that, totally. But let's hear it. So you said that this is a nice little palette cleanser. Yep. <clears throat> this is what I've written here. <clears throat> Headphone warning. 
<clears throat> Tom, this is the same fucking song. Well, it goes into the next bit, doesn't it? It fades into the song. <laughs> it wasn't a palate cleanser at all. You got me to listen to a 20-minute song and then a fucking other version of it straight afterwards. Yeah, this is the problem with listening to a 20-minute song. And... It's the same fucking song! <laughs> So it's a palate cleanser. It's not. It's the same song and it's the same shit that they've been pumping out for pretty much all of the time now. Generic as fuck. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. You can put your headphones back in. There. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think in isolation the song's great. Maybe not after a 20 minutes song though. It'd be great if it actually was a palate cleanser. <laughs> Sounds exactly the same as the 20 minute song I've just listened to. As with most bands we've talked about before, lots of problems with bands and bands leaving and whatsoever, and this would be no different, okay. unfortunately. Um, tensions would become strained within the band. Uh, Mantis would leave to go solo. Not Mantis! And also Cronus would leave. Not Cronus! Yeah. Leaving Abaddon as the only one left. Oh. But Cronus, uh, Mantis would rejoin quite soon after. Which one was which again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't care at this point, do you? Uh, <laughs> however, there would be a new man joining the, uh, the band. Can I try and guess his name? By the name of Tony Dolan. Tony Dolan. Can I try and guess his uh his his nickname? Yeah. Big Dick Energy. No. Um, <laughs> Beelzebub. No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, his nickname would be Demolition Man. Like the film. So it's Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, they took inspiration from um, Venom. Clearly, when they were coming up with that name. Totally. Yeah. That's anyway. not very evil, though, is it? It's well, not very... Sounds brutal and hard, though. Yeah, but... You're kind of going in a completely different direction here. You know, like, you, 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 you're you going for the whole evil thing. You know, like, evil and... Uh, but now you're going into a whole rock kind of area. Like, Demolition Man, I could imagine, like, being like a rock band name, you know? Like... I guess. But... I don't really hear it for, like, evil, you know? Yeah, I get your point, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit... Uh, sounds out a little bit compared to the other names, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, good cool name nonetheless, in my opinion. If you say so. <laughs> I do say so. Um, so we're on to the last song, Richard. Hooray! <laughs> so you're so happy. Considering uh, this last song... I actually from, wrote that. Considering this last song is from 1992, and they're still going today... They are holy fuck. I spared you here. Well, thank you. Kind of. <laughs> I spared you like thirty years, more years of, uh, of venom. Anyway, so the last song is not subtle either. Uh, the last song is called Clarice. Yep. Clarice, what perfume you're wearing today? No, don't tell me. I know. And the soap that you washed with. Come to me, don't feel scared. I'm not going to bite. Well, maybe just a little. Maybe just a mite. You know, without. 
this you know. Uh, which was released in 1992. Now, Richard, what movie was released in 1991. E.T. No, no, uh, that's way too late for E.T. Uh, 91. Hmm. Hmm. Bodyguard. Maybe. Could have been. I don't know, Tom. What film was released in 1991? <laughs> Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, what? Wait, what? Are you fucking joking? So Silence of the Lambs was released in 1991. Mm-hmm. Of course, would become a massive success. Uh, becoming one of the few movies to win the big five at the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, best actress, best actor, best director, best film. I think best screenplay is the other one. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But yeah, massive success. Huge uh, obviously, you know, the very uh, recognisable villain, icon, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I thought you were going to say Buffalo Bill. Or Buffalo Bill, if you like, but obviously Hannibal Lecter said more than I ever remembers, you know. Do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> I think I'm sexy. It's quite, right said Fred Fat, clearly. Um... So, yeah, this song... Obviously... No, no, it's Would You Do Me, isn't it? That's what he says, sorry. Would oh, You it? Do Me. I do me. And he's got his dick tucked between his legs. Yeah, we all remember that bit. Um... I just watched that bit on, on you know, replay. Oh, 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 yeah, totally, yeah. You, you had to buy a new DVD because you were on it. Yeah, so that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, so obviously this was released in 1992 mm-hmm. the song name's Clarice mm-hmm. so this is no way shape or form a cash grab at no, all, not at all or an attempted cash grab there's no reference to the film because I've never heard of this song at all until we started doing research for this so it shows you how much of a cash grab it was um, it didn't work um, yes. they, bless them they seem to try they yeah. just don't seem to quite Get <laughs> nah, in terms of right ideas, wrong execution. In terms of, yeah, mainstream success, no, but yeah. Um, so what did you think of the song overall? Obviously, it's um, a little bit so different. I, I, I wrote last song, come on, home stretch, we can make it. Then I was like, okay, actually, that this is quite interesting. Um, but my cynicism had kicked in by that Duh. point, and I was like, "I'm sure that's gonna change <laughs> um, at some point. That I'll get bored with it." Then we got, a, you know, a, a weird like reference in there. I, I have no idea what they were referencing at all in, inside the film of the uh, the song. I don't know. I don't know what they were referencing. It was really weird. Uh, but right at the end, there was some sort of reference there. Um, but after that, yeah, uh, they lost. When it started going to the thrashy bit. Yeah, they went right back to the well. And I wrote here, uh, yeah, finish as you began, I suppose. (laughs) It's a little bit harsh. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think... I don't think they needed to go thrash. I think, uh, well, at the end they did kind of, because the the song changes, doesn't it? Yeah, but I don't think they needed to do that, is what I'm saying. I I don't think they... they, I think that it was an interesting song in and of itself. But then it, it 
it felt like you know they were writing it and you know like everyone's fingers were getting really itchy <laughs> and they were like oh, I just I just, I just, burst. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe, just well, maybe maybe it just felt like you know that's what it was you know it was like they couldn't resist so for anyone who doesn't know this is my, largely a spoken word song mm-hmm. uh, written from the view of Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, Lecter yeah. basically talking to Clarice mm-hmm. and uh, asking her around for dinner isn't that nice yeah. although it doesn't end nicely unfortunately you know, fava beans and a nice bottle of Chianti. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say that in the song, though, does he? No. No. Yeah, he compliments her on what perfume he's, she's wearing. Yeah, that's very nice and gentlemanly. Um, yeah. It's lines from the film, isn't it? For the most part, yeah, he yeah. talks about, you know, hearing the, the lambs and, you know, come closer, I might bite. Mm. Uh, all this and that. Uh, Talks about you know Clarice having the pleasures of outside, which she doesn't have. You know, tries to tug on her heartstrings a little bit here. Um, yet the interesting lyrics with Venom, as we always have, you know, he wants to taste this. Uh, no, I want to taste the the smell of her body cells. Okay. Yeah, he talks about not being. He doesn't want to hurt her. Yeah, he wouldn't hurt a fly. You know, all this and that, and it completely contradicts himself. By saying he'd, you know, tear her breast and rip out her heart, bloody, bloody and, and battered, you know, gnaw on her neck, basically put her on the table like a, like a, a boar with an Spread. apple in its mouth. Um, what do you think about the themes of this song in particular? Are you happy that Hannibal Lecter fantasizes about eating Clarice? Or would you rather they just left that alone? Kind of like they're doing the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of implied, isn't it? But then it's also kind of... It feels like he doesn't really see her like that as well in the film. There's, there's, there's. If you watch the film, there's like an underlying tension of you know that this man's dangerous, you know that he's a psychopath. Totally. But he also seems quite protective of her as well. Even though he's clearly playing with her. But it's a, it's a, it, that's what in I'm the, saying. The movie, yeah. It's a protection that's like a, yeah, yeah. a twisted kind of, it's like, it's, Basically, you know, like, yeah, like the yeah. song. It's like a, it's like a, oh, I was gonna hurt you, but sh- I won't hurt you. I won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, there's that. I mean, it's not quite as schizophrenic as that. that but that it's shot when he's like right facing the camera and he's like he's talking about the lambs, Clarice, you know, yeah. really getting into her head. And, you know. But that's the thing, it's more like a. I don't know, like you, you, get the, you get the impression from the film that he would happily eat her. But he doesn't want he to. He seems that as wrong. Yeah. I think she says it at some point in the film, doesn't she? Yeah. He would see that as... Like, he's come to... As crude or something. Admire her. I can't remember what she says. Yeah. But still thinks that he's better than her. You know, but it's like, you know, like the, the plucky little ant. You yeah, know, like, yeah. I could crush you at any time I want. But you just, you keep going, don't you? You just <laughs> keep trying to climb that... Yeah, that bathtub, that's why I you know? kind of didn't like the end of the song for yeah. that reason. I was like, it was oh, too obvious. Just leave it alone. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, but but I mean, I don't think the Venom I... are a band that struggle with subtlety. No. It's very much like Iron Maiden. It's the same problem. It's like I need to. I, d- I don't think people are going to get this. 
So I need to make it obvious, you know. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. For Killing Indians is wrong. Go Eating on. people is cool, you know. Like it's yeah, I don't blame them for trying to go after this uh, this film because obviously it was massive at the time. No, but like I said, I totally give them credit. But the fact I don't have I, a problem. They, they, they've got <laughs> they're the plucky upstart. Like I said, they've got good ideas. It's just I don't execute yeah. them well. You know the 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 the, the they see the niche of well, we'll be evil and that'll be our niche, but then it's just not done very well. And then yeah. it's like it's bludgeoning over the head. And then they do the whole, oh, we're going to do an intro into our next album. Great idea, but then don't execute it very well. And then this one, oh, we're going to cash in on the on the um, the Silence of the Lambs film, and then they don't do it. <laughs> it's just they have great ideas, they just don't seem to pull them off. You know? Yeah, I mean the fact that I said before that I. I only heard of this song through doing research. Like, says a lot, really, considering this is a song that came out a year after Science of the Lambs came out, which you thought, you know, we'd heard about a song about Science of the Lambs, surely, mm. but no. It's, They're it's the wily coyote of <laughs> heavy metal. Ah, wily coyote's way more popular, mate. Yeah, but, you know, what I'm saying, good ideas, just bad execution. Love wily coyote when I was a kid. Who does it? Awesome. Um, Fucking Roadrunner. Yeah, so that's the last song. I like the song, as I said before, but we'll... I like it, but I think they dropped the ball right at the end. Yeah, I I spared you from nights two onwards. Things get a lot more messy, unfortunately, with the band lineup and everything and that. Uh, There's people... people, They all leave at some point and they all come back. Uh, There's one one point where uh, Mantis and Abaddon are the only two in the band. Cronus comes back they both leave because they can't stand him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what Venom basically is today is um, is uh, Cronus plus other people. Right. Uh, oh, I've, got the, oh, I've got it written down. So current, the current lineup of Venom right now is Cronus, Stuart Dixon, or to give him his pseudonym, Stuart Rage Dixon. Getting a bit lazy with these uh, pseudonyms here. Even more lazy... Is uh, Danny Needham, or should I say Danny Gunte Needham? We're even trying at this point, are we? With these uh, pseudonyms. What are we doing? We need something more evil sounding than this. I mean, I get Dante, Dante's Inferno, isn't it? Kind of. I get that. I get that. But there are now two Venoms. Ooh! There's Venom. Plot twist. And Venom Inc. Okay. And does that have Abaddon and... Uh, it did have Abaddon and Mantis, Mantis. but now just has Mantis. Because okay. Abaddon was thrown out for poor uh, performance. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they, they can't get it together at, at all. Can I ask, Venom, yeah, the original, was, was there at any point a, a line-up of Venom that didn't have any of the original people in it? Okay, that's fine then. I'll let them off. It's not a, um, I can't remember his name. Uh, someone's ship. Uh, I can't remember the name. It's a, it's a philosophical question. It's um, let's just say Jason's ship from the Argonauts. If I, if I, if I have the Jason's ship, and I replace it piece by piece because it keeps, like, you know, wood rots. So every time a plank rots, I replace it. Every time a nail breaks, I replace it. At one point, 
do I have an entirely new ship or is it still Jason's ship? I can't remember the name of the, the philosophical... The, it's someone else's ship, but I can't remember his name right now. But that's the question. So, like, I also like to refer to it as the Sugar Babes question. Because at one point they replaced all of their members as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, is it still Sugar Babes if none of the original people are in it? Yeah, if it's Sugar Babes in name, yeah. I mean, I've, 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 there are probably a few bands going at the moment which don't have any of the original members. I can't remember any of the top made up other than Napalm Death. Um, yeah, Sugar Babes, as you just mentioned, right? They had, at one point, none of the original members? None of the original members at one point. And then the... Um, uh, I can't. I can't remember names. I apologise. So I'm just going to use descriptors. The 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 black woman came back, didn't she? Yeah. But at one point they had no atomic kitten. That's another one. I'm pretty sure at one point they had no original members as well. Okay. But then they broke up shortly after that. So. That's how you went for it. Um. So this kind of draws an end to series one or season one. Ooh. If you prefer your American. That's news to me. I didn't know of, we were doing uh, a series. Metal Marmite. Okay. Kind of like the closing chapter to the first okay. season. Well, sort of. We're now going to take nine months off. Uh, um, well, if you want. It's like you're the one To be fair, they're released so far apart anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. Uh, so, with that being We need so, money to, that I can fucking pay people, make a proper job. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, so, with that being said, what would you say is your favourite band out of the ones we've listened to? Judas Priest. Judas Priest, okay, because you said Black Sabbath out of the, when I said Black Sabbath, Judas, and Iron Maiden. Really? You said Black Sabbath out of those three for me. But if you change your tune. That's you... weird, because Judas Priest, hands down, man. Like, there was there was some yeah, great yeah. fucking Judas songs. Priest is your favourite band out of the... Out of those, the ones that we've done so far, I would say Judas Priest easily, yeah. I, I, I mean, there was some fucking gems in there that I never knew existed. Cool. Turbo Lover is, like, one of my favourite songs now. It's fucking amazing. Would you say that's your favourite song from the whole journey so from far? From what we've done so far, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so moving on to least favorite. Ooh, um, I think Venom. You think Venom? I think yeah. Venom has gone because they 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 started very poorly and never really recovered. There's a couple of little ones in there that I'm like, that was good, but even the good ones they seem to ruin <laughs> with like like fucking um, Teacher's Pet was great. And then they went and did school days, and it kind of now cheapens teacher's pet for me. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, I, I don't think Venom ever really got out of the gate, to be honest That's with you. That's why you made got usurped right at the end. Then, right yeah. at the end, I think they got pipped for the post, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because at least Iron Maiden had some that I was like, okay, I like this. You know, they, they started off at a point, and I thought, okay, that's good, that's good. But then it just got too samey, and it just bludgeoned you over the head eventually. But I don't think Venom ever really got out of the traps, you know. I think that they stumbled at the gate, you know. Um, and they never really recovered, to be honest with you. And the least favourite song at all? Uh, it's got to be uh, uh, At War With Satan. Yeah, the whole 20 minutes. It's yeah, just, it, it's yeah. too fucking long. <laughs> it, and that's the only song I've ever had to take a break like and walk away because I was getting so sick of it. And, and 45 minutes, you know... Is a fucking long time to take away. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, even even at Iron Maiden's worst, I could still get through eight or ten minutes. You know, I just yeah, I, I just I couldn't handle it. It was too much. Yeah, I'm probably with you to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm probably with you on that one. Just because it just took so long to get through. Yeah. They, 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 they. Oh. Although, to be fair, just to bring it up, changes. Oh. By Kelly came right in at the end there. But I would. Oh. Good. I did call that an abortion of a song, didn't I? So. Maybe give it a pass just because it was short. But that's, that's the only pass I get it for. Oh, dude, you came right in at the end there and fucked me up. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Because Ozzy had a lot of songs he did like, but that was an absolute stinker. Oh, yeah, that's... I, but that's not, that's not a stinker because of him. It's a stinker because of... It's not really a stinker because of Kelly either. It's a stinker because you've no. I think it, for me it sucked bollocks because you've taken a song with such huge amounts of meaning to the person that wrote it. It's basically like imagine like fucking uh, Lil Wayne or someone like that came out with a fucking remix of um, "You'll Never Walk Alone." Interesting. Imagine that. That is a song with such emotion behind it that not necessarily emotion that the the um the 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 writers of the song necessarily knew at the time, mm. but has come to have. Whereas, and and he just does it as a cash grab, you know. Like, Fairy, what the motherfucking murder, you know? No, no. It's I'd like to see a metal band tackle. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think... It might work. To, uh, I, I, yeah, it, that, that song meant so much to the person that wrote it, and you can feel the cathartic um, need to get his emotions out onto the page. You can hear that in the song. I never knew what it was. The song was always a nice song. But then when you told me, I was like, I can totally hear that now. Every, I could hear, like, he's, I'm dying inside, and I need to do something to get this out of me, and this is all I know how to do. And then someone's come along and said, hey, you're known for doing that song, right? Well, why don't we do that with your daughter to try and kickstart her career? And it's like, that's not something that you should do. Some songs should just be left alone. And I think, actually, I've talked myself into saying that that's the worst <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, even, even worse than 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Because this that was just long and annoying and outstayed its welcome. Okay. That one took something that meant so much to someone and said, fuck you. And yeah, no, yeah, you've talked me into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say it's probably those two, between those two. Yeah, I think yeah, changes actually. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's my the 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 Kelly Osbourne version, not the uh, the Black Sabbath, not the Black Sabbath version, yeah. which we did cover, right? We did we did we cover did, the yeah. Black Sabbath yeah. one, and 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 I really like that song. I liked it anyway, and now that I know the meaning behind it as well, and I can hear the story and the pain in it, it it it, it means a lot more to me. Yeah. Okay, 
Sorry. So, no. Just no. completely changed my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so what will we be doing in the future then if we're not coming early metal and new wave of British heavy metal or whatever? So this is going to become a Backstreet Boys podcast. Absolutely, yeah. No, 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 we don't, we don't sell out. We're not selling out. We're doing just metal and extreme as you can get metal and that's it. What's that? Sorry, this podcast is now the Taylor Swift appreciation podcast. Yeah, totally. How much money? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We will fucking sell out for anything. Absolutely. Give me your money. We're total sellouts. We, we've got <laughs> no morals. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be covering uh, now. Uh, well, eventually we'll be dipping into black metal. Mm-hmm. We'll be dipping into death metal. We'll be going back to the 80s and looking at the, the glam metal oh. uh, bands of the 80s at some point. Uh, we'll be covering... Everyone's favourite metal genre. New metal. Hey man, it was, it was massive that's, that's at the time. That's how, we got into, that's how I got into metal. That's how so I got into will, metal. I really never thought of it as metal at we'll the time. but covering that. Uh, we'll be going back at some point to look at... Maybe at some point. Maybe later on we'll be looking at bands like from around you know, 70s, 80s. We didn't cover like um, Deep Purple, ACDC, Van Halen. Those kind of bands are kind of like on the precipice of the rock and metal. Yeah, pretty much. Which I would say uh, Motorhead was... I would say that they're in that category for me as well. Yeah, I, I would argue they're a little bit heavier. But, but I, I... Yeah, I, I get your point. I would not... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said this during the Motorhead Probably. one. But I was like, I don't get how this song is uh, heavy metal and also like fucking one of Black Sabbath songs was heavy metal as well. I'm like, I don't get how... Because the, these don't sound anything like alike. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, I get, I get that completely. Um, uh, maybe we might even go back and look at um, Pink Fairies and Tonto's expanding headband. A little bit of a nugget there for yeah, uh, yeah, people yeah. who listen to episode long term, two. Long-term listeners. Judas Priest. Yeah. Uh, go listen to that on Spotify, wherever Wherever podcasts. you listen to yeah, podcasts, yeah. yeah. Yep, so you might even listen to those bands. Okay. Probably not. Um, I'll let my dad know. <laughs> um, but what will we be doing next? I don't know, Tom. That's you tell question. me. Uh, we'll be looking at, uh, well, I think we've done Motorhead and we've done Venom, which is kind of leading us into a more extreme, heavy side of metal, namely thrash metal. Okay. So that's what we'll be doing next. And in our next show, we'll be covering uh, the biggest heavy metal band of all time. Ooh. In our next uh, episode. Wow, I would have thought we'd already covered them, but okay. That's, it. that's no, interesting not, for me. We okay. have not covered the biggest uh, selling metal band yet. That's to come next. Wow, colour moves <laughs> <laughs> you thought I made him one I figured for sure I made him would have been here no. is it Spinal Tap it should be <laughs> but it ain't <laughs> but I'm sure all of you know who it is we'll talk about it I um, don't I on the genuinely would have said show. Iron Maiden if you ask me but okay. okay and that is a wrap for series one of Metal Marmite hope you've all enjoyed listening to our thoughts and antidotes 
Is that how you spell it? Of uh, these metal bands. Anecdotes. 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 Especially Rich's opinions about, you know, hearing some of these songs for the first time or whatever else, you know. I hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll be back soon with uh, the next episode. So, Richard, thanks for having me. Uh, Thank you for having (laughs) you. Yeah, that's it. I don't know how to reply to that when you say it first. You got it. (laughs) You got it. it. Uh, Until then, uh, rock on. Enjoyed the show? Why not check out 742 Evergreen Terrace, the Simpsons podcast? This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. Thank you for listening.